That's funny out there. I don't care who you are. Welcome, everybody, to Panfish Nation. I'm Mark. I'm live. Mark, this is something we probably should have done a long time. I agree. Um, talking about cheap uh, bait, tool, tackle, whatever you want to call it. Um, in our economy that we have right now, and every way that you can save money is a good thing. It's, if it can keep you out on the water and keep you fishing longer, why wouldn't you do it? That's exactly right. I mean, with the we cost of fuel, money. With the cost of fuel going up, the cost of <laughs> food going up, the cost of gear going up, the the long the you know the further you can stretch your fishing dollar, the happier you're going to be. Now I know that we need to get on with the show. We do. But you was talking about food, and I had a day last night. It was really good, and fish dinner today i saw that fish dinner that looked pretty good you said you got uh, that from captain d's huh yeah it was awesome um i like captain d's so never been there i'll have to stop when i see one check it out you'll like it i know i know you like fillet of fish or you'll like this i do i always send loud <laughs> pictures of my fillet of fishes when i'm on the road as far as i'm concerned mcdonald's that's the only thing worth eating over there so i kind of i kind of like the egg mcmuffins but yeah the fillet of fish is probably top of Way up on the food chain over there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I see somebody in chat here, Lyle. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, wait for it to reload. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Never mind. I got to switch an account here. I got to take care of something. <laughs> Somebody's been bad, I guess. No, that's a, well, they'll find out. I'll get them. We can okay. start talking here. <laughs> what do you say that we say hello to everyone in chat, Mark? Hello, everyone in chat. Oh, you mean <laughs> each and every one. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me. I still got that broken rib. I'm on all sorts of painkillers here. It should be oh, in man, I hope chat. that's doing better for you, buddy. Uh, not, not really, but we'll, we'll talk about it later. I'll live is what I've been telling everybody. Adventures with Robin C., channel supporter. Thank you for much, so much for your support, Robin. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to be a channel supporter, click down on the bottom. Like if you were going to give a super chat, only pick membership, channel membership, and you'll be able to help us out on a monthly basis. We appreciate it. Annette, Mor Annette Morgan's in the house. What's up, Miss Annette? How you doing, Avid Fisherman? There's Becca Mudcamp. How you doing, Becca? Uh, Carmel Muncie in the house. There's Miss Chrissy Brown. Hopefully you and... And Ernie, I don't know, Ernie Expression, I know he's having a hard time, are, are getting healthy and staying healthy. Chucky Morgan in the house. Cold Creek Catfish and Billy, what's up? There's our buddy Danny Stone Outdoors. Finn Seeker Outdoors, what's going on, Jeremy? How you doing? There's Dawson over at Fishing with Squirrel. Fishing with JBT in the house. There's my sister D. How you doing, D? What's going on? Indiana Chris, what's up, Chris? Michelle over at It's All Mine. There's our buddy James Albao. How you doing, James? Hopefully you're you're doing better too, bud. I know you had some stuff going on. Joe Buck 66 is here again. Thank you for your continued support, Joe. Uh, we always like seeing you in chat. John Boy's catfishing. What's up? The great Mr. Kim Burnett. How you doing, Kim? Congratulations once again on your favorite rod uh, um, partnership there. That's a cool deal. Uh, Mike Irvin in the house. There's the great Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? uh rebecca and jamie what's going on rebecca how you doing real and virtual outdoors i heard i heard uh we won't talk about that on, on live stream we'll talk later uh real or troy was talking about some stuff earlier that made me laugh and laughing makes my my ribs hurt uh split shot baits in the house what's up how you doing there's the legend takedown catfishing what's up kenneth there's josh the weekend angler how you doing josh uh, Trophy Seeker Outdoors, what's going on, Daryl? How you doing, bud? And that's everything. <coughs> if I missed anybody, we'll try and catch up, uh, and uh, and we'll we'll shout them out during the show. Did you get Michelle? I did get Michelle. I would okay, not miss I missed Michelle. that when you said it. I don't want to miss Michelle. She's a great supporter of a lot of channels, and there's Crappie Day fish on. What's up, Crappie Day? How you doing, bud? It is uh, nice to see some of the people back in the show tonight that we haven't seen in a while. We're glad to have you. I think Avid was the first one in tonight, if I remember correctly, while I was getting everything lined up earlier 
and getting things rolling. So uh, yeah, usually Avid and uh, Jody are battling it out to be the first one to, to comment and chat. And we do want to say happy birthday to Jody. Happy birthday, Jody. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, I think you got them pretty much covered. I think so too. I just scrolled through real quick. Great to see everybody in here tonight. We're going to have have some fun talking about um, uh, cheap fishing stuff, uh, equipment, lures, you know, whatever things that we use. Um, I think it is a great subject. I'm glad Mark come up with it. And hey, what do you think about that thumbnail? Wasn't it awesome? I think really it turned out pretty good. Not bad for a couple of minutes. Yep. yep. Threw that one together today. We got the show posted up and we're ready to go. So cheap fishing, or uh, let's see. First off, I was thinking a good way to keep it cheap is by staying close to home. That's right. Staying close to home. There he is right there. You know, somebody in, a, in another show uh -oh. called this Chadfish Nation. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Stay close to home. If you have ponds near your house, if you're really close to a lake or a river, try to utilize those places. You're going to be better off. You're going to save a lot of money on fuel. Um, I went. I did really good crappie fishing. Like what is it? A week and a half ago, but that was like a 50 minute ride. And in my diesel truck, you're looking at that was a 25 dollar trip there and back. You know, easy. That that's twenty five dollars that you could have, you know, made up for that twenty percent increase in food and put food on your family's table. Stuff like that is is where I was kind of going with this whole idea. Yeah. Um, I have numerous ponds. I got parks here with with uh, uh, ponds and fish in them, uh, little creeks and stuff. I got one live stream that did really well, where I was just getting on the panfish there. There's no reason why you can't do something like that. Pick and choose your destinations and you'll be doing, <laughs> I'm getting a message from him. <laughs> the problem we have Mark right now mm -hmm. is we went had a real wet spring, but when summer get, got here, we had several months of hundred degree weather and zero rain for a long, long time. So everything around me creeks rivers uh ponds are really really low some of the ponds you can see the bottoms in them all over the place so in my area right now for me to go anywhere to go fishing i got to go to the big lakes uh, because the little areas that, that you know like where we used to go catch bait or, or go fly fishing you can't there's just no water and um, all the fish, I'm sure, is in whatever deep holes you could find if you was able to walk down them, and I'm not able to do that right now, so we're not going to be doing any of that. But, um, yeah, if the closer you can stay to home, and let's face it, right now the bank fishermen have the advantage because they're not filling up a truck and a boat. You're, you're not kidding. That, that absolutely. It, I mean, I can only imagine some of these guys who got 40 to 60-gallon gas tanks. These big motors. 34, 36 in mine. See, and what's it, what, what, what will it cost you to fill that sucker up? Oh, I don't know. I, I, you know, 350 something a gallon, 359, 349, depending on where it's at. I did notice today that, um, and I usually don't pay attention because I don't have a diesel anymore, but 529, I believe, is what I seen diesel fuel for today uh, when we went by one of the stations. That's just, crazy because it's made out of the waste of what it takes to make gasoline but they know it's a specialty thing and they know there's a million people out there got them and they're going to get their part 100 they did a little reformulation of that stuff but i think they just used that as an excuse to run that price way up That's i right. mean diesel's running 4.99 a gallon here the closer you get to the to the highway the higher the price gets because they're they're going after the truck drivers and stuff that's so. right yeah and that's so unfair um, because we had a friend of ours put a post in one of the things that there was only so many days left of, of diesel fuel in reserve. And if that is true, the price of that's going to go way up again for all of us. And anything that is in stores that has to be moved by truck, the prices will skyrocket again. Thank you, Joe Biden. You ain't seen nothing yet. I think you're right. I can I'm see Chad sitting back here. 
Thank you for joining us, my friend. We're glad to have you in here. LG Bass in the house. How you doing, Valerie? Split shot balls. Baits, excuse me. I'm thinking about balls deep tackle. Balls got, deep tackle. Chad out a while ago. He wasn't having none of it. <laughs> uh, Chad's sending you messages here. What's going on, LG Bass? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of ways to save money. Here's here's my tip. This this may be my best tip for the night. If you're going to go fish someplace and you're not looking for gigantic fish, if you want eater fish or you're just going to go out and have a good time, get you a bucket full of of uh, night crawlers or red worms that'll cost you three or four bucks. Walk up and down the bank. You can tip jigs with them. You can put them on a hook with a slip bobber cork or just a cork and a worm. And you can catch all the pan fish you want, usually, and have a great time doing it. There's no better way to introduce kids to fishing than that. You're, you're, and you are not kidding. You know, worms up here are five bucks for a dozen night crawlers. <laughs> And that's in Walmart. That's getting out of hand. It so I was gonna say, well, it's the fall now. Leaves are falling, and underneath those leaves, what do you find? Worms. worms. On the yeah. Dig around if you have to. Um, Go save that yard and dig his yard up with your shovel. Yep, that's a gallon of diesel right there. If you think about it that way, if you can get a dozen <laughs> in your backyard, why the heck not? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the easiest. Probably most expensive way to do it. Crickets is another good way to catch them. Crickets are not that expensive. The last time I bought them, they wasn't anyhow. And I don't really know how much they are now because there's nobody in my area that's got them. For whatever reason, I think it's very, well, I know why they say they make noise and they smell. And, hey, I don't care if it's in your store. I just want you to keep them for me when I want them. Oh, we got worms in Illinois, but they're just... Five dollars a dozen. So they're in my garage all the time. But get you choose them up and spit them out in the floor. So all right, real quick, this is my whole story with worms. If I need to get worms, it's on the opposite side of where I fish. Always, just as far from here to where I fish, past that is the closest places for me to get worms. Wow. So I got a big old flat rock in my backyard. I just laid it down right on the side in the shady side of the house. If I need a few quick ones to go get some flathead bait, I just lift up that stone and they're always under there. I tell always you, I some coffee grounds underneath there to help them out. Yeah, that don't hurt either. They'll feed on those or some eggshells, stuff like that. Yeah, some leaves of the outside leaves of a head of lettuce will work. Anything to keep them coming up there munching, that's all it takes. We didn't plan it that way, Becca. Here, I'll take care. <laughs> instead, of, instead of Lyle, I can do this. <laughs> there we go. Now I'm the cheap guy. <laughs> oh, Becca, it's good to see you back in chat. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a good tip from Parker. He says, make a compost pile. You'll have worms anytime you need them. 100% right. Well, maybe that's what my neighbor's doing in their backyard across the street. She has could a compost be. pile. I wonder could if she be. knows I could go get worms in it. Well, maybe, I'm sure she'll let you. Just ask her. You got some neighbors at garden. I'm sure they'll do that. No, none of the garden. They're all old, older than me. Creel says, is it still safe in here? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Jeremy. What's going on? Yeah, Carol, right way. Um, I have uh, a pecan tree. And for anybody that knows anything about pecan trees, the limbs break out of a real. Every time the wind blows, you have some in your yard. So it's been so dry that the the pile of limbs is grown quite a little bit. It's ready to be burnt. Uh, we had a little bit of rain the other day. So the first day we had that the wind's not blowing, I'm going to get rid of that. Now to me, once I get that burnt down to where there's a pile of ashes, that's a great place to put the dead leaves and compost stuff for spring because I have lots and lots of gigantic night crawlers in my yard. That's also the reason I have a lot of moles in my yard. But if I can fix that one area to attract them and compost and, like I was saying, uh, leaves of uh, lettuce heads and cabbage, any scrap foods like that, they'll come up there. They'll come right up out of the ground and eat that stuff. So, 
Mr. Parker says, I left uh, some worms in the fridge. They got out. The lettuce was their home. Wife threw a fit. <laughs> That's no good. The reason why I highlighted that is if you're getting worms out of your yard, don't put them in the fridge. They're not Canadian exactly. night crawlers like you buy. Uh, we've had this talk before. Uh, yeah. Keep them in a nice, cool, shady place in your garage, and they'll be fine. You don't even yep. need to put them in your fridge. So you'll be good That's that way, and they'll correct. live a heck of a lot longer. But then worms find their way out of anything, don't they? Pretty much, yeah. All right, so we got like uh, basically bait covered, you know. You don't want to use chicken for catfish, folks. You know what chicken costs a pound these days? If that's not reason enough, then it isn't. Catch your own bait, whether it's get worms in your backyard, go out and get you some bluegills. Build yourself, if you got some, uh, um, uh, some wire mesh in your garage, which I do. I know a lot of people probably do. Build yourself a homemade minnow trap. There's a ton of videos on how to do that online. There's videos on how to build minnow traps out of like two liter bottles out there. It's it's all available to you. You can do use those and you're going to be in business too. That, that's exactly right. And, um, you know, a lot of us have an addiction. Um, Bacon addiction? That too, but I'm not okay. using bait either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Of hand tying jigs and flies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have an investment when you buy that, but if you make your own jigs and flies, you can save yourself a ton of money. And I have to admit that I've got tons and tons of plastics. If you buy plastics, buy them from guys that make it, make them like, uh, Little Miss Bacon Baits and um, Crappy gosh, Man, Crappy Man, Jason. Uh, there's a lot of guys that, that make baits. If you buy them in bulk, you'll save yourself a lot of money. But these are what caught fish for me this year hand ties. I and I know James Doc James Dockery catches a crap ton of baits out of little jigs. That's all what he uses. He mostly uses plastic. He uses, he ties his own, so he catches some on them too. But he loves them little plastics, and he, my God, he sends me pictures every day of huge freaking <laughs> He's catching. He does it on purpose just to piss me off. But it's okay because I enjoy it. Yeah, Aaron brings up a good point. Just get good at jigging. That's right. That's right. But that's a fun way. It gives you something to do at night when you're sitting around nothing to do. You can tie up your jigs. Save yourself some money. You can make them any color, any way, any shape you want. And if you run into problems, I probably know a guy that'll help you out. Parker came up with a, he's thinking outside the box. He says, go to the park, <laughs> feed the pigeons, throw them that instant replacement for chickens. That's I was a joke. Together, but that'd work. <laughs> you know, um, when I was training duck hunting dogs, we used to I used to pay guys three bucks a piece to catch some pigeons live on top of buildings and stuff so we could use them for training duck dogs. If you know somebody that has a building that's infested with them on their roof and you have a pigeon trap, you can catch that. It's not hard to catch them. Hmm. It's it's really not. But what's a yeah, pigeon trap look bad. like? What's that? What's a pigeon trap look like? Just uh it is a, a a trap like you uh Described for um, minnows, one way in, no way out. It's bigger, you know, bigger okay. holes and stuff in. They can't get it. They get in, and they can't get out. Basically, the same thing, only just a little different. I bet you there's some cool videos on YouTube about that. I'm gonna have to Google that. Like the one night I Googled up monkey smoke, and that makes me laugh like crazy. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Dockery has an advantage. He's so short, the fish don't see him as a threat. That might be true. But yes, I'm thinking that every time he whacks that dock roof, it's got to scare a few of them away. A few? It's just got to. <laughs> Robin C says, raise your own quail. Yeah, I believe Robin raises them, I believe, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. They're good eating, too. Good quail are really good eating. Chuckers, they're another one. I used to train dogs with them, too. Get a little expensive, though. But chuckers are bigger. Quail eggs are pretty good. Back in the day when I had, I used to have a steak tartare from time to time when my mom would make it. She'd get a couple of quail eggs from her friend and put them right on top. So, for you know, one of the things that I used to get 
repeatedly for uh, dinners, uh, specialty dinners like birthday dinners and stuff, was the uh, little game Cornish hens. Mm -hmm. A couple of those and a pecan pie. That was my birthday dinner for years and years and years and years. But now I'm not allowed to have all that. So. Them, them Cornish hens are pretty good. I think they're just small chickens, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty much, yeah. They're they're a game hen of some kind, but they're tasty. Man, they're tasty. Solo Texas, Ricky says, roadkill. Cheat mate. You wouldn't be the first one that just done that, that's for sure. You're right. <laughs> if you're a hunter, there's a lot of people out there that hunt. Yeah. You're going to have some of that awful, which is the insides left, if you're not eating a heart. So I know a lot of guys do, but Livers. some don't. Those, yeah, those, those are good for for bait as well. You can always use that stuff for cycle. Use the tail for, uh, for jigs. Tie some, some crappie jigs or even some, uh, walleye bucktails, and you're you're good to go there. I agree. Here, here's another tip, Mark. When you buy your supplies, say you want some three aught or smaller hooks, buy them in larger quantities than 10. The more of them you buy at a time, the cheaper they become, and you won't have to buy them for a long time. Does that make sense? It does. Robin says quail only take two months to grow out. Yeah, they're fast. There used to be lots and lots of wild quail that you could go out and hunt if you knew a guy that had some, some land, but they pushed out all the brush piles and they pushed out all the fence rows down. There's no place for the rabbits and quail to live. They're more worried about making money than they care about wildlife. So it is what it is. It's progress in the, the way we live. So we're, we're, we got the hand ties tied down. You don't need all the fancy equipment. You can tie them with your own two hands if you, yep. if you want to. You'd be surprised what will work to catch fish. Yeah, it is. Keep you, going. you could go to any store, Walmart, Bass Pro. I don't guess there's any Kmart's left, but any place like that, and you can buy you an inexpensive spinning rod and reel for what, 20 bucks? If that, yeah. And it'll catch any bluegill, panfish, walleye, crappie that there is to catch. Getting started in pan fishing is one of the most inexpensive things you can do because it takes it doesn't take a whole lot of specialty stuff to do it. No, it, no, not not at all. A couple of Aberdeen hooks, some line, you know. I'm very fond of of the uh, gold eagle claw hooks. Mm -hmm. I like them really well. They're nice and sharp. They're inexpensive. Put your piece of worm on that and a split shot above it and on an inexpensive rod and reel set, and you're good to go. You can get them anywhere, too, from, from Walmart to your local bait shop. They're available That's anywhere. Your farm, and fleet store, your farm and fleet stores are loaded with them. Um, a lot of them are a little more expensive than others, but watch what you're paying for. You don't really need it. You'll be That's good. exactly right. Now, I will say this. I... Um, I would recommend if you have the opportunity to stop by your local mom and pop bait stores and purchase what you can from them. Because if we don't keep them going and, and buy products from them at some point, they'll be gone. And the big box stores just don't have the specialty stuff that a lot of these places do. And that's a great place to find out where the fish are biting because they've talked to everybody that fishes for miles around. So I got a pretty good idea where to tell you to go catch a couple. Yeah, you're paying for not just the the, the bait. You're paying for the knowledge from the people selling them. And that most of them are really great people to deal with. That most of them really are. Look at this. Robin C. says, anyone in need? Needing feathers in three weeks? I will have plenty. You must be going to have a um, quail. Yeah, a butchering contest. <laughs> I'll take I'll, me. I'll take some, Robin. I always end a handful of them. You bet. Just throw them in a plastic bag, ship them out. Here we go. Uh, Ricky over at Slow Tex Adventure says we have a huge prairie dog population, which unfortunately uh, a lot get run over here as road uh, and road, but, but a lot get run over here. Roadkill does work. I see someone else trying it. <laughs> 
I thinking that if you got that many of them prairie dogs, be a good place for me to come down there with a couple of guns and set up a shooting stand on the back of my little trailer and have myself a good time. They're very cannibalistic too, because if you shoot a bunch of prairie dogs in a, in a, uh, I don't know what they call it, where they're all in a group, but you, a couple of hours later, they're all gone. They pull them down in a hole. I don't know if they eat it themselves or what they do, but, but yeah, if you could get a few of them, I, I don't know. I could see them eating more of them than I can chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Local life outdoors. Welcome says most baits will catch fish. It's mostly presentation. I, you know, I've said this before on catfish weekly. Um, a good friend of mine, one of the finest fishermen that I know says that, um, uh, presentation is everything. If you're not catching fish, don't really change your bait, change the way you're presenting it to the fish. I, I location, location, location. It's like real estate presentation. Don't hurt either. I see you're getting a bunch of messages too, Lyle. I'm trying to ignore them, Josh, <laughs> but they're funny. <laughs> Chad Jack in the house. <laughs> Chad Jack's got a, got a question. He says, any good places to buy Chanel besides Crazy Angler, uh, Barlow's, Nimrod's Tackle, or Woods and Water? I'm trying to find some different stuff. You can always contact uh, Steve over at Limits Tackle through Facebook. He's got a lot of stuff, and if he doesn't have it, he'll get it for you. And his yeah. prices are extremely reasonable. I did, by the way, Mark, speaking of that, I got a message today from the guy who was at Wooden Water. And um, we're going to set up a date to have them back on the show. Um, I know that a lot of the products that they sell is hard to get right now. And it's not just for those guys. It's for all the suppliers that, that do uh, fly tying and jig tying stuff. Um, Chateau Ply Shop in Springfield's got some stuff, but they all have a little bit of everything. You can look online, but what I've noticed, like on uh, Amazon, um, if they show they got it, if you try to order it, it shows that they're out of stock on a lot of it once you try to order it. So um, right now, it's just a tough time for that stuff, but it's getting better. And by, by the end of the year, a lot of them places should have, uh, should have some of that stuff back in stock, and that's what we're hoping for. Creole came up with a valid point. He says, best bait in the world is no good in the wrong location. That's 100% correct. You can set it out there forever. If there's no fish there, it don't matter what it is. <laughs> uh, that's a fact. What's Melissa talking about? Uh, you know, Hogleg had uh, um, some health issues. I'm not going to get oh, into okay. it and say exactly what happened to him, but he's definitely needing all our prayers. Obviously, James Alba, we're praying for Maurice Kaysen, yep. um, his wife is sick again. Please keep him and his family in your prayers 100%. Ernie, Ernie's going through some uh, uh, some more health problems, so we want to make sure we, we keep him in our prayers. And anybody that I might have missed, just pray for the whole darn family. That's, that's exactly right. So, uh, uh, Okay, Melissa says it's okay that if we say he had a heart attack over the weekend. So, man, We sure hate to hear that. A fine guy. And um, we sure don't want to keep the prayers out for, for Steve and, and make sure that he gets to do them better. I just got a broken rib. So instead of praying for me, send prayers for them, them guys. Send them that way. Jerry Parker says Hobby Lobby has a lot of different materials for jig tying. You just have to look for it. Um, it's not in one spot. But if you're in Hobby Lobby, you're looking anyhow. They got everything. Also, if you want to paint some jig heads with some powder paint, I know that Harbor Freight has sells the really cheap and big jugs of black and white powder paint. Yeah, there. when I say their colors are limited, but but I don't, I haven't really heard anybody really complain about it too much. Uh, but Jason Brummel is another good place to get a lot of that stuff. So that's if you want to get into tying jigs and stuff, which is good. And you don't need all that fancy equipment. If you want to get on, on the cheap, again, Steve at Limits Tackle probably save you a third off the price of getting that beginner's kit, which is what I use from Cabela's. You could probably get it a lot cheaper through him. And he usually throw in some extra stuff and give you he a deal. Does. Yeah, he's really good about that. 
So that's a good thing. As far as like line and stuff goes, you can always find your the the cheaper end monofilament when you're fishing for uh, uh, panfish, which is basically what the show is about. Whether it's crappie or bluegill or perch or any of the smaller species, you're going to be doing all right. You don't need to get the high dollar fluorocarbon or or you don't need braid. You definitely don't. When we start talking about all those uh, little higher end techniques, that that's not that it's necessary. It makes your time out there enjoyable, maybe a little bit more productive. But the cheap stuff's going to work good when you're talking about this. And and again, you know, if, if you can get out there on the cheap, get your family a meal on the, you know, bluegill tastes pretty darn good. Res, you know, responsible oh, yeah. harvest, de definitely. Yep. You know, or you replace a meal. I mean, the other day, me and the wife ordered a couple of sub sandwiches. It was like 40 bucks through DoorDash. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I'm glad we don't have it around here. Yeah, and Josh also says that... Uh, uh, Harbor Freight has an airbrush kit too. So I've got a couple of them. I'll tell you something else that I've got that will work for a lot of situations. Uh, I call it a door jam gun. Uh, it's a small paint uh, air paint gun that uses an auto body stuff, but it's the tank on it's only like this. And we used to, guys used to use it to paint door jams and things like uh -huh. that. Was, with changing the colors on van on vehicles and stuff. And I've used it for. I got I used it for painting fishing rods for years and years and years. Uh, I don't paint very, I try not to paint any anymore just simply because it's a pain in the butt to do. But, um, but I do paint them with, um, uh, automotive paint with flex inhibitor in it. So, uh, you know, the guest that I had on my Monday show, he's an auto body guy by trade. And you know what he does to paint those really cool jigs that he sells he paints them with a, 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 a an auto body gun. He puts them all up on. We we didn't get around to it. There was so much we didn't talk to about or talk to him about. He puts them on like yardsticks, tapes them off, and paints the heads that way with yeah. automotive paint. So good idea. Stuff like that can work for you too if you pick up that cheap airbrush from uh, uh, farm or from Harbor Freight. You're you're golden in that method too. So yeah, and a lot of that stuff you give to Harbor Freight, their qualities come way up in the last several years a lot of the stuff that they got now um to sell is way better quality than it was when they first opened up their stores and you know going through and doing all of this stuff even if you don't know how to i mean even the world's let's say world's best chef in the world right he wasn't born knowing how to cook oh he learned it he learned it. And, and, and the only way to learn something's by doing it. And if this can inspire somebody to get out there and learn a new trade or hobby while saving a few dollars, why the hell not make you more self, self-reliant. You're going to be a happier and better off person for it. So. That's it. And uh, here's something that I wanted to touch on <clears throat> as really doesn't have anything to do with cheap or saving money. Um, two piece fishing rods. I know people have been afraid of those. Everybody wants a one-piece rod. When you're talking about panfish, there's really no need. You can save money a lot of times if you use your car or your SUV versus a pickup. Mm -hmm. And if you're just going to a local pond, lake, whatever, city park, uh, a little stream to catch your panfish and have a day with, man, you got to take them kids. That's the best way to get them started. But a two-piece rod of fish will fit in a car a lot better um, than a one-piece will. You don't have to leave doors open, windows down, none of that stuff. Just break them open and put them in there. And the quality of this stuff has become lots, lots better than it used to be. It is. So uh, don't be afraid to buy a two-piece rod. Yep. If you want to haul it in your car, your trunk, your back seat, whatever it is, the quality is better. They'll work. 100%. Here's one item you might want to purchase. This is one of my favorite, one, one of my never leave home without it items in my bag, and that's a hook sharpener. I get, I got a Lesky one that kind of folds in half, almost looks like, a, I don't know, one of those Chinese fans. It kind of folds over and then a sharpening mm -hmm. sticks in there with three different notches for three different size hooks. You can get a lot more use out of some hooks, especially some of these, let's say a catfish one. Those some of these circle hooks, you're looking at a dollar press each. Yeah. Or and you don't want to use it. Yeah. Yep. You don't want to use a dull hook or some of these treble hooks. If you're throwing crankbaits and stuff, sharpen those hooks and, and uh, you know, a sharp, a sharp, 
or a sharp cheap hook is better than a dull expensive one in my book. I, I agree. Here here's a here is an example, Mark. This little tool right here come from online. It's made to tie knots and stuff on your hooks with this part right here. Uh-huh. On the back side of that is your hook sharpener. Nice. And it's got a clipper for line. Got a clipper to clip your line off with. Works really well. It's not as good on braid, but there's not a hook that I use that if I want to sharpen, I can't sharpen with that. That's perfect. You know, I'm a big advocate of multi-use tools when you're trying to stay light. And when you're, you're packing up all your fishing gear in a box or something, the less space you take up, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And, and you can tie this, put it on the lanyard with your whistle or mm -hmm. um, your fob for your uh, uh, trolling motor, whatever you want to do. It, it, it is, you know, there's a spot right there for it to clip. It's a great tool. And they're very inexpensive. Yeah, a lot of those stuffs are pretty good. You know, maybe we can get a list together. We'll get some links up and maybe we'll do a show where we can do like a recommended gear show, Lyle. What do you say? That sounds like a pretty cool deal. I think so too. Because I know between us, we've been through a lot of stuff, both good and bad. We won't concentrate on the bad stuff, but we will we'll, we'll to let you know what, what gets our stamp of it. Right. I, I try not to talk about bad stuff unless somebody asks me specifically robin this was advertised online uh i just clicked on the thing it was only a few dollars and they shipped it right to me really quick uh, i i wish i could remember the name of it but if i see it advertised again i will snatch the link up and post it in catfish weekly because it's worth having for a few dollars and and the little part that you tie the knots on your lines with works really well yep really does Local Life Outdoor says, I have fished with a cane pole and earthworms uh, many times for bluegill. I'm thinking about doing an old school video to bring back the old times. You know, and you can pick up those cane poles at, at, even at Walmart for like 10, 12 bucks, if I'm not mistaken, last time I looked. Probably still. They got a little bit of line on there, too. Go out and have fun. Make, take some kids with you. They'll, they'll call you old or ancient. Let them have a good time and laugh with them and that just enjoy your day. That's combat, Mark. What a cane pole catching yeah. fish is hand to hand combat. I just is. I'll That'd tell you right cool. now, you you haven't had fun if you well, you ain't living if you didn't get like a two pound channel cat on a cane pole. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> that is, it's a blast. It is a blast. Okay, Evan, I'll check it. Oh, I got more. I got a whole <laughs> got a whole bunch of messages heading. Up. Got one from your brother James. <laughs> he he's mad at me. Oh, I did. I was gonna say I didn't time him out. God, only four crappie this year. Seems like they are. I have, Evan says I have a lake here that has great crappie lake, but this year I have barely caught only four crappie. What, uh, Evan, what, what's going on? Jaw. Any advice? I would say that they're probably deeper and tight to structure would be my it's, guess. It's location. Those fish just don't disappear. And if they had, there was a kill off, you would know by two things. Oh, yeah. You would see it and you would smell it at one point or the other. Everybody would be talking about it. Everybody would be talking about it. So yeah, it's I'm, location. I'm they're probably locked down on some structure and probably with the water. If your water is a situation as bad as ours is, they're in deeper water than they normally would well, be. They're, well, the water that you think is, let's say, five feet deep and the water is down two feet isn't five feet deep anymore. And, yeah. you know, a good part of the country, the water levels are down everywhere. Yeah, they really are. Whoop. From where I sit right now, that would be my yeah. first guess. Yep, me too. Creel says catching a big drum. Or a shoe pack. A shoe pack on a cane pole by mistake get interesting. You could ask Dockery about that. He is the silver carp catcher oh. extraordinaire. Those boat, the shoe pack is... Uh, Creole talk for bowfin, and they're mean. Those fish are yeah. fun to catch. I don't know what yeah, you. They are. I don't know how they eat or anything about them, but they come more near making good bait than chicken wood. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce nieces and nephews to cane pole fishing this past spring. They loved it. That Jerry is so good with kids, and um, 
for those of you that haven't checked out Jerry's uh, videos, you need to go look them out. Parker Pursuits. He has a lot of stuff. Some of his better stuff is walking up and down creeks. I really enjoy those, but he takes his kids, grandkids out, uh, introduces them to the outdoors, whether it be hunting or fishing. Lots of his stuff is fishing. and uh, He's got a video where he caught two 80-pound fish in one day. You really need to look at that. Thank you, Lord, to your... Yeah, it's pretty good. But check out Parker Pursuits. You won't be sorry. I promise. That's absolutely right. Local Life Outdoors also said, fishing isn't always about catching lots of fish. It's the memories being made that matters That's right. 100%. That's exactly right. You know, um, I have a one of my favorite pictures that we ever took on a boat is uh, my grandson caught a little blue cat about this long. He's 16 now and over six feet tall. And at that time, he was probably seven or eight. And I was up in the front of the boat helping take the fish off. And Cindy or Heather, one of them, took a picture of us uh, up. And it's one of my favorite pictures of all times. It, taking kids and introducing them to the outdoors and fishing, especially fishing, because anybody can go fishing. Some people don't like guns. Some people don't like to shoot things. You don't have to kill fish. Lots of times you can release them if you don't want to do the rest of the thing. It's a great sport to introduce young kids into. It just is. Outdoor addiction. Hey, Jesse. What's going on, Jesse? But yeah, that's a lot of fun. And uh, all right, so cane poles definitely is a plus. Um, I highly recommend it. If you've never tried it or if you have, try it. You should try it or you should try it again. It's definitely a good time. Again, all you they usually come with a good section of some monofilament right off the bat. Right. Get you some Aberdeen hooks and go get some worms out of the backyard and you're good to go. I agree. Sounds like fun to me. It makes me want to go pull. You know, I got like half a dozen of them out in the garage. Everything from actual, you know, um, bamboo cane poles to uh, I got the B&M ones, the ones that uh, are telescopic. I got a couple of those that I picked up along the time. I even think those were kind of cheap and they were, are they fiberglass or graphite? I'm not sure. I think I paid like 12 or 15 bucks for them. Mike Irwin, glad to see you in chat. Did you mention him earlier? I think I might have, but we'll say hello again to Mike Irvin. How you doing? It's, it's, that was so long ago, I kind of forgot. But, yeah, cane poles are a lot of fun. It's a great way. To, like I say, it's hand-to-hand combat. If you get something bigger than a bluegill on it, you'll understand how much hand-to-hand combat it really is. But it's fun. I got a secret for you. Don't tell anybody, Lyle. Okay. I don't even mind getting a bass on a cane pole from time to oh, time. Oh, no. Be- <laughs> don't tell nobody. Yeah, that'd be fun. Chad says, I used to just take a stick I'd find on the ground and tie some, I guess, some kind of line to it with a hook and worm. Hey, that sounds like a challenge. It sounds like a challenge if you want to do it. You can do that. You betcha. Um, Welcome, Guerrero Bagre. I like saying that name. It's probably a lot more fun than limb lining because yep. you actually got to catch it mm-hmm. you know so i have never been limb liming never i used to do all that stuff and, and until i got to noticing that nobody ever tossed the big ones back and at some point you'll run out of big ones i think it's something you should know how to do though but we're not going to get into that right i got you but all right <laughs> it is but uh, so, yeah, I, I think if you can save money, whether it be with bait or with fuel to get to your spot or with the equipment that you use, the more money you can save, the more trips you can make, the more fun you can have, and the more you're wanna go, going to want to go again. 100%. Look at it like something to challenge yourself. Let's see, you know, how how frugal we can be with this trip. Let's see what we can make happen. How close can I catch what's equal to, even if you're not going to take any fish home, what's equal to a meal on my family's table? You can look at it that way, too. That could be, you know, there's all sorts of challenges in fishing that you can take on yourself and and find some different ways to look at things. Well, here's here's something else, Mark. (laughs) Right now, I, I hate to even say this. 
But one of the big crazes is people fishing with chicken. It, it's a big thing right now. And people, and I know they catch fish on them. I wonder about some of them that's caught on them. But I've had guys that's told me recently that I believe wholeheartedly that caught decent fish on, or big fish actually, on, on chicken. Um, and that's great. But that's not the only thing you can catch them on. The Slim Jims, if you have a piece of one, you don't eat it all, you'll catch bluegill on a piece of Slim Jim. 200%. If you're on it anyhow, use a piece of it and see if it'll work. I promise you it will. There's tons and tons of things that fish will eat. Bluegill eats tons of stuff. Carp eats any. Carp will eat anything. You know, they talk about catfish being bottom feeders and eat anything. They're a lot more selective than a carp is. A carp will actually, well, they'll eat anything. Let's just put that way. Yeah. This is not, and this year's not an exception. Every year, spring crappie fishing from one of my bank spots, I always get a big old carp. Every year, I get at least one. And it's on a plastic jig, I catch them. And they make great bait. So yeah, adventures, canned corn. It is. It's a great bait for panfish and carp and everything else. Catfish will bite it too. I'll eat uh, it right out of the can too if I'm hungry. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis at Northeast Missouri Angler says 90% of the time there is good fishing within a hundred yards of the ramp. Most people put the boat in, take it out, and never even try around the ramps. And that's true because here's what happens a lot of times. People will come in and they'll take pictures and they'll throw the fish back out. Or they've kept one or two and they get back to the bank or the ramp. Damn, I don't want to clean these fish. Back in the water they go. Those fish may still hang around there for a while. He's right. A lot of good fish can be caught really close to boat ramps. And, well, and that's just yeah, one yeah. of like many reasons. Boat ramps are made out of concrete. Concrete grows algae. Bait fish love, like shad, love to eat algae. That's what right. likes to eat shad? The bigger fish. The big fish, yeah. If you yep. can find where there's a lot of small fish there, bigger fish there, I promise. And also, um, right behind the ramp, right where the concrete ends, Lyle, and you've told me this all a bunch of times, there's always a washout hole. Yep. That's there's fact. always going to be fish in there. As long as a boat hasn't launched too recently, there's going to be fish held up in there. That's That's exactly right. Uh, Mr. Kitty Wister says carp eat fish eggs, and that's why people here in Pennsylvania kill them. Hmm. Okay. I know carp will eat anything. They, they'll eat anything. They, they just, they're not very particular. And and I'm going to say something here that people are probably going to make fun of me. And I don't, I don't really care. I'm 65 years old. It don't make no damn difference. Carp is pretty good eating if they're prepared correctly. Um, I know people that say, no, I ain't eating one of them things. Well, they're not that bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you score them correctly, the bones will dissolve while you're frying them. I don't know about baking them or any other thing, but they're not bad eating. And even the Asian carp, uh, I have ate them at my son's in-laws when they have birthday parties for a granddaughter and grandson. Um, it's all very fluffy white meat. They have big bones in them, but they have got to be scored correctly. And by that, you start on the meat side, you go all the way through to the skin, but not through the skin and no more than an eighth of an inch apart. And if you fry them at 350 degrees in grease, the bones will fry up and you don't have to worry about it. The bigger bones, you'll know they're there. You just peel them out and go on. Don't be afraid to try them. If you're looking for a, a meal, they're worth giving a shot. Put salt on them. I won't make fun of you. Christmas Eve in my is a tradition in like going back thousands of years for the, the on, in Eastern Europe to have carp for for Christmas Eve. It's usually meatless, so it's usually carp and whatever else fish that you catch. This guy's got to be talking to Dockery on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Silver carp eater. That's what they say. I've had them several ways, and I've never had one that, that I could stomach. Um, I've had them fried. I've had them baked. I've had them cooked every way that you can imagine. Now, the 
only way and something I heard of here recently was if you grind them up and make salmon patties out of them, they're not bad. I haven't had them that way. So that's something I could try. There's there's our buddy Keith. He says, I had some chicken breast for catfishing one night and started cutting it into tiny chunks and caught a bunch of bluegill with the and white perch with those chunks, which is much better catfish bait, actually. I think you're right. (laughs) Welcome to chat, Keith. We're so glad to have you in here. If you guys haven't, I know most all of you have, have checked out fishing and stuff, but if you haven't, you need to. In my opinion, one of the greatest YouTube channels ever. And a super nice guy. Keith's as close to a, a mentor as it gets. I got a few in the YouTube game and, 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 and fishing world, and he's definitely alongside you, Lyle, are, are definitely way up there at the top. So He is. He's, and he's a, I've known him for several years, and he is such a great guy to have on your show or, or uh, just visit with. And if you're ever at the Catfish Conference or any public place that he's there take a minute to say hello to him because you will laugh from the time you see till the time he's gone super nice guy but i still can't get hagen grub i, I can't hagen must not like hagen no nah, hagen's just shy that's all he's hagen's busy. a good dude he's got a lot of stuff going on too but. hagen's genuine people i love genuine people especially in this day and age hey there's justin's fish and fetish speech speaking of genuine dudes Genuine dude, and I would sure like to know where Miss Gabby's been because I haven't seen or heard nothing out of her all summer. That's right, Steve. If you haven't checked out fishing and stuff, you are missing out. Thank you for posting his link, Becca. We do appreciate that. I um I know we're getting close on time. I'm not in a hurry, so it doesn't really matter. So if we got anything else or anybody has any other questions or comments in chat, please put them up here. Um, yes, Creole. O'Hagan's awesome and down-to-earth guy. He really is, and he catches some really good fish, too. And although that's important, his disposition and the way he tries to help people catch more fish is more important to me than the fact that he's catching them giant fish. And his son has an opportunity to probably become one of the great um, videographers in the industry. At, at the age that he started out, and he looks like he really enjoys it. And if you like doing something, you're probably going to be better at it than if somebody forces you to do something. But he enjoys running the camera, and he does a bang-up job. So, 100%. Just a couple of really good guys. I need a cameraman or a camera woman. What's it pay? Uh, nothing. I'll <laughs> buy you some. I'll make you bacon sandwiches for on the boat. Yeah, all I want? All you want. Heck yeah. And I know you can eat. <laughs> you damn right. I can. <laughs> I'll do like they did in those old cartoons. I'll bring like two pounds of bacon and a loaf of bread and shuffle them together. There you go, Lyle. I better be careful. I have a job I don't want. <laughs> Shade Tree Catfishing, welcome to chat. I haven't seen you in here till just now. I'm glad you're in here with us tonight. Yeah, he's a cool dude to talk to. <laughs> Can you think of any other cheap alternative ways to keep you out fishing longer or get you out more trips? Well, um, I'm going to throw this out there. And I've told you and James and and, and uh, Chad about this. We have a, a dock over on Palm de Terre. And it gripes my butt that my taxes pay to keep these places going. Boat ramps and all that. And then they hold their hand out and want you to pay more to use them, but they have a dock over there where they charge you $2 a day to go fish. If it costs you five bucks to go over there and back in fuel, what's two bucks to sit on their dock and catch crappie all day long? Because I've seen what comes off of that dock and Mm -hmm. it's amazing. Uh, I've been really hard headed about having to pay that $2. I know it's just too, it's the principle of it. But I think that Cindy and I are probably going to try some of that this year and learn that dock and where people are catching them because they keep the brush piles in there. They put them in there all the time. 
And like I say, I've seen what comes off of that dock. And people with boats actually come up and fish the perimeter of it. So you know that the fish are in there. And, um, you know, I'm going to be fishing it. No, sir. <laughs> you can always give me some pretty good advice, buddy, but that's not that's not some of it. <laughs> but yeah, I if that'll get you out on the dock, like I say, if you spent five hours getting over there and back, what's another two to catch you uh, a meal of crappie? That's that's like a guaranteed location right there. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I think you're right. That's that's my next thing i don't what have you got that because your area is completely different than where i'm at we got a couple of places like um we got one that's owned by the county it's a um it's a quarry quarry that they let sit for 30 years after they close down and it's plum loaded with fish but you got to pay five bucks to park there the fishing's free you can't put your boat on the water but you can bank fish for nothing if you can get there you can walk onto the premises but literally it's like a three mile walk because it's out in the middle of nowhere I don't want to walk. Uh, we got another quarry that was purchased by the Rotary Club, which is where that, you know, that backdrop years with all those crappie <laughs> yes. that are underwater. That's yes. where I took that. That There's no parking fees there, but they got a bunch of rules. Um, other than that, uh, we don't have any pay lakes or anything. We got a couple of trout farms, which charges a fortune. Uh, so I don't go there too often. Uh, maybe once or twice since I moved in here in the 28 years i've been here but that was just to check it out other than that it's pretty much all open to the public as long as you got your license you're good to go you was talking about trout places we have um within a half hour drive from me bennett springs which is a million gallon a day spring that pumps water out of the ground now, I'm sure that's an average thing, but that's a lot of water. Yep. And it's cold water. And they have a trout hatchery there where the Missouri Department of Conservation grows trout. And they have a fishing area, and you can pay a couple of bucks, and you can fish for those trout. You usually catch all of them you want. And most of them are not very big, but they do have a trophy area where you can go down there. And I used to just walk up and down there and try to catch the big ones, which is fine. Uh, a place like that, if you want to fish – and you're into fly fishing or ultralight or lightweight fishing is a great place to go. And that $2 supports the conservation department, which builds fishing ramps, places like that to go fishing. Uh, and and they do accessible docks, things that, like that. That's, that's exactly right. And they uh, also do things to have kids uh, youth hunts. Uh, in different areas across the state and uh, anything that you can do to support the conservation department of Missouri is money well spent. Josh, the weekend angler says Mark and I live in Illinois. Our governor will take a fish from someone who caught two and give it to someone who doesn't fish. Yeah, that's about right. Your government. Okay. I'm just going to shut up. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what Creole has to say. Creole says, uh, the borrow pits along the river uh, levees are awesome bank spots that hold all kinds of fish. Easy, accessible, and public. I believe that, um, what's his name? Mark M. Hood Fishing. I believe his name is Mark. He fishes a lot of those areas, and he always does really well, whatever he's fishing for. So he's caught everything from bull sharks down there, catches a lot of blue cats in those uh, overflows and stuff, and, and that's always fun to watch. He's one of my late night guilty pleasures. I'll, I'll catch up on the M Hood fishing show. So, Creel caught two sharks one one weekend and one the next one. <laughs> yep, I, I believe it was Gabe who caught the one. So, hey, you know what? <clears throat> yes, Chad, I got you, buddy. <laughs> the um, the fact that you could go fishing down there where he's, where he's at and catch a couple of sharks a year. Is kind of cool. I would be more concerned with the gators. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'd like to go gator fishing or hunting, whatever you call it, one of these. Yeah, days. I'll pull the trigger when you get it next to the boat. How's that? That'll work. Teamwork. Well, we got I'd it. Be happy with that. <laughs> you know, 
we've had a great show tonight, Mark, with a lot of participation in chat. And I'm, I want to throw this out there for all you viewers that are still in the show tonight. Your participation means the world to how this show operates. So if you like being a part of the show and, and being in chat and visiting with us and throwing out comments and things that we can use, thank you so much. Don't be afraid to write comments below us uh, when the show's over or during the show. Uh, we read all the comments, try to answer all of them, and we appreciate your participation in chat and in the comment section. If you like what we're doing, please hit the thumbs up. If you're not a subscriber and you'd like to be, it doesn't cost anything. You can subscribe to the channel. And if you really want to help us, you can join by clicking the join button down below there and get some perks out of that. Uh, other than that, Mark, I think we've had a wonderful show. I had a good time talking about something that uh, I consider a challenge, and it's uh, enriching my fishing hobby even more by making it last longer. That's, that's exactly right now. Also, if you guys in chat have a certain topic that you'd like us to visit with about, uh, send us an email message uh, on Messenger or email. Either one, we'll answer them and, and take it into consideration and talk about it. Um, we have guests that are on the line. Some of them can't do things like right now, but we're trying to get things lined up to, to get some more guests in here. But these shows like this, I think, work out really well for us. We have a good, we have a good time together, don't we, Lyle? Sure do. Um, Monday night, Catfish Weekly at 7 Central, and eight. the Catfish and Crappie Podcast at 8, and then we'll be right back here next Thursday night following the bait shop with uh, Chad and Freddie. Thank you all for watching our show tonight. We appreciate it, and like I say, if you have any comments or anything, anything we can answer for you, if we don't know the answer, we'll find it. Thanks so much for participating. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.